Hey listeners, welcome to Down the Rabbit Hole. I'm your host, Backward Barbecue. Down the Rabbit Hole was originally conceived as a YouTube series, so what you are about to listen to is the audio from one of those original episodes. Enjoy. This week we're going to be looking at The Labyrinth. Let's go down the rabbit hole. The film had a budget of 25 million, but only grossed a little under 13. It was the last feature film directed by Jim Henson. The music video for Underground features David Bowie as a nightclub singer who comes across the entrance to the labyrinth. Chilly Down is the only song not sung by David Bowie. However, it does feature Kevin Clash, who is best known as Elmo and Danny John Jules, who is the cat from Red Dwarf. There were multiple techniques used for puppeteering the fireys. They actually used computerized cameras to track the motion so that the backgrounds would match perfectly. The sequence was shot on black velvet with the puppeteers entirely covered in black velvet so that the background could be composited in. Jim Henson was not happy with the final composition, but liked the puppeteering work, so kept the sequence in. In the recording studio, the baby I picked, uh, one of the backing singers, uh, Diva had this cute little baby um, who couldn't put two gurgles together <laughs> and it wouldn't work for me I mean it just it wouldn't go I kicked it I did everything to make it scream but it wouldn't it was gonna it really buttoned its lips so I ended up doing the gurgles so I'm the baby on that track as well the beginning of magic dance is based on a scene from the bachelor and the Bobby Soxer a Cary Grant and Shirley Temple film hey, hey you remind me of a man what man? The man with the power. What power? The power of hoodoo. Hoodoo? You do. Do what? Remind me of a man. What man? The man with the power. What Good power? morning. Power hmm? Greetings, greetings. In the planning, it was always supposed to be 20 characters in that scene. 20 puppets. Went on and looked at it and realized it needs a lot more than that. We had to run auditions the, the week before. We had to find an additional 20 people, I think, to how many people we already had worked with. To add to all the mayhem, we had 8 to 12 little people in costumes running around. And then at one point in the song, we actually put them all on flying rigs, on wire harnesses, and had them jumping up eight feet in the air. It was just a crazy scene. Nobody was really told anything in particular to do, especially when the song wasn't going on. They were just told to be goblins. The script went through many variations and included versions written by Terry Jones and George Lucas. There are at least 25 treatments of the script. Jareth was originally supposed to be a puppet that didn't show up until halfway through the movie. And then somewhere quite early on we said what if what if he were uh, a, a rock singer, a contemporary figure? And, uh, and then we said who? And we said Michael Jackson, Sting, David Bowie. See, I, I mean, there are only a few people you would think of. Once David Bowie was decided on, Terry Jones was instructed to rewrite the script to allow more scenes with Jareth and to leave room for the music. In an early version, Sarah is actually rehearsing a play called The Meander's Queen. Meander's Queen was written by Robin Zakar, who is actually Jareth in disguise. Also in this version, the junk lady is actually puppeteered by Jareth. And in the end, Sarah actually beats Jareth up and it turns him into a goblin. There is a lot of backstory hidden in the newspaper clippings scattered around Sarah's room. Several of the gaps are then filled in by the novelization. Sarah's mother, Linda, was an actress. She had an affair with her co-star, Jeremy. Jeremy is also played by David Bowie. In the way I built 
the Jareth character, I gave him other qualities. He's also a romantic hero. He's also a contemporary with a leather jacket, has armor on it. I gave him a swagger stick. It has a crystal ball. But if you look at it, it's a microphone. He is supposed to be um, a young girl's dream of a pop star. Um, we got in a lot of trouble you know, about maybe how tight his pants were, but that was, that was deliberate. The crystal balls were performed by juggler Michael Motion. The juggler was hidden behind David Bowie and used a fake sleeve. This made him completely blind while he was trying to juggle the crystal balls. I had fun. It was, frank, it was very amusing. Um, I don't think Michael, Michael Motion, the uh, juggler, had much fun. It was, it was agonizing for him. David Bowie's face is hidden in seven scenes in the movie. Hit troll around here. I'm a goblin snowman. Goblin? Ugh! Ugh! What's she talking about? I think she's kind of cute. Shut up! Okay. Gates McFadden was actually the choreographer for most of the action. And drop. Toby's name was originally Freddy, but Toby Froud wouldn't come to any other name. I think we'd want to we very carefully storyboarded this whole sequence and followed it closer than we ever did anywhere else in the film because there were sequences in here where we wanted David to do things which couldn't you couldn't really do, but by the addition of a mechanical effect. There's a four-part manga entitled Return to the Labyrinth. In it, Jareth lures Toby, who is now 15, by stealing his homework. Jareth then makes Toby his heir, and Toby becomes the new Goblin King. The dogs Merlin and Ambrosus are played by the same dog. Merlin Ambrosus is the full name of the wizard from the Arthurian tales. In Return of the Labyrinth, Sarah's dog's name is Pendragon. Labyrinth the Computer Game was the first graphical adventure game created by Lucas Films. It was co-written by Douglas Adams. It starts out as a text-based adventure, but then once you enter the labyrinth, it becomes graphical. It also features a word wheel instead of typing the words to make the game easier to learn. David Bowie actually had some issues working with the puppets because he kept looking off stage at where the voice actors were standing. Hoggle was operated by one actress and four puppeteers, including Brian Henson, who provided the voice and puppeteered the mouth. So that when I go, Phew, you know, something like that, the eyes go, Phew, you know, and Sherry goes, Phew, and you know, everybody does it at the same time. In 1997, Hoggle arrived at the Unclaimed Baggage Center in Scottsboro, Alabama. Hoggle, along with several other small props, were put on display in the Lost Luggage Hall of Fame. In 2005, they had him restored by a professional doll maker, and he is still on display. If you enjoyed that, you can check out the full video version at youtube.com slash backwardbarbecue. That's B-C-K-W-R-D-B-B-Q. You can also check out my other podcasts, Spew, Spectrum People Enjoying Wizardry, a Harry Potter autism podcast. And that's available anywhere podcasts are found. Namaste.